Thank you for listening to the One City Church Podcast. We hope this resource inspires you and equips you to walk in everything that God has for you. It's just so amazing to be in the presence of God this morning. Amen. Merry Christmas. How many love Christmas? I am a Christmas fanatic. Uh, Just to give you a little insight on our life, we decorated on Halloween Day. So... (laughs) So we got our tree up, we got the stuff up outside, we bought these big old eight-foot snowmen, uh, inflatables. One was like this big tall one, and then one was just the big head, and we got lights all around the house. We tried to, you know, decorate as nice as possible at our, in our, at, on the outside. Anyways, it's fun for us. We love it. Our kids love it. Actually, our kids are getting sick of it, because um, we celebrate it almost all year round. And that's my fault. <laughs> but man... The presence of God is so here. Here's what I believe. I want to share a testimony with you real quick. Last night, or yesterday evening, I get the phone call about uh, preaching this morning. And and very quickly, the Lord gave me a scripture. And then, like, just right when I got that scripture, I felt like I had the title, but I just, I, I wasn't settled on it yet. And so... You know, we get into worship, the presence of God's here, and and I think God gave me a glimpse of just what was going to happen today. And all of this stuff that we just saw just a a moment ago with everybody coming up, Pastor David uh, making that announcement, we want to pray for healing, the anointing's here. I feel like I saw that yesterday because... I started in my, in my mind, okay, I'm going, I really feel like the Lord wants to bring healing tomorrow through, uh, through, through, through the worship and through, through a time of just in, in this time of worship. And then the, the name that I, I wasn't settled on yet was I entitled it, I Believe. And then Josemary gives this prophetic song. She starts singing, I Believe, right? You guys remember that? And so that kind of just settled, all right, God, you're speaking, you know, and I'm going to obey. So the, the title of this sermon this morning is, I Believe. Can you just say that with me? I believe. In a season and in a time when, guys, it's been hellish, it's been a fight, we're still standing, amen? I don't know about you, but we're still, we're still standing, as a church, we're still standing. As a personal uh, uh, believer in Christ, we're still standing, and everything that hell's tried to throw at us, guys, since March, good Lord, this has been forever. But we're still standing. We're still fighting. And we're still victorious. Amen? Amen? Say, I believe. I believe. And all this stuff that the enemy's been throwing at us, guys, it's not going to shake us. Amen? Say, it's not going to shake me. I'm not going to adapt to the world's mindset of fear and worry and doubt and unbelief and freaking out. Amen? We just can't do it. Why? Because our hope is in who? Jesus Christ. And we have an amazing hope this morning. And you guys got to experience, we all got to experience his presence this morning. And he's still right here. He's still here. And I, and I don't feel like when, when Pastor Seth came up, I, I, it wasn't a hard shift, man. It was, it was part of the worship, part of the incense, as he explained, part of the incense that went up as an aroma. That, it wasn't a shift. It was just a part of it all. Amen? And now, where we're standing at right now, here's what I believe, guys. And this is what 
how many want to just, I believe that we've entered into the throne room. You know, we talk about that prophetic word, 100 days of visitation. Guys, that's powerful. I believe that right now we're standing in the throne room. And I believe right now is the time to receive, to receive from the Lord, from the throne room. What's he want to pour out on us today? Here's one of the things that the Lord has really been shaking me is, because guys, we we can get so task-oriented and we become like Martha. And it's like, we go, we go, we go, we go, we do, we do, we do, we do, we do, and we keep going and going and going and going and going and going and going. But we got to, at some point, be able to be a Mary and sit at his feet and choose the better part that's what Jesus said. She chose, she chose the better part. And this morning, I believe, we chose the better part. We chose, to, instead of shifting from one thing to the next thing to the next thing, man, we were flowing with the Spirit of God. Because, guys, that's where the life is at, is when we operate and flow in the presence of the Lord, that's where we find life at. That's what our city is craving for, for the church to operate in your giftings fully, fully flowing and functioning in the anointing and the presence of God. Amen? Say, I believe. I believe this morning. So here's one of the things that I want to do very quickly. Can you just close your eyes real quick? I'm going to get into the scriptures here in a second. But there's still more that the Lord wants to do this morning. And, and, and we've just, we've stepped in to your throne room this morning, Lord. And we're asking God, we, we want to be like Mary. We want to sit at your feet today and glean from you, learn from you. Rest. I want you guys to realize something. Rest is a weapon. Rest is not laziness necessarily. Rest, it's a weapon. And so, Father, right now we rest in your presence. We shut off all the things that we think we need to do and have to do. We shut it off. But, Brother Jason, I got to do this, got to do this, got to do this. I feel like the Lord's just saying, shh, sweetheart, son, it's okay. Breathe it in today. Breathe his presence in today. Father, we soak you up today. We breathe it in today. Mmm. Fragrance of your anointing. Let it fill this place, God. It's here. You're here. There's a scripture in Zephaniah that says this. The Lord your God in your midst the mighty one will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with his love. Let me say that part again. He will quiet you with his love. 
He will rejoice over you with singing. Very quickly, I just feel like the Lord wants to sing over you just for a few minutes this morning. If you could just close your eyes, you can stand, you can sit, you can lift your hands, or just be in receive mode because he wants to sing over you today. He wants to sing over you. I love you, my child. I love you, my child. I am for you. I'm not against you. And I'm singing over you. I delight in you, my child. I feel like the Lord's saying, stop trying so hard to win my approval. God delights in you. Stop trying so hard to get his approval. The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. Though they stumble, they will not fall, for the Lord holds them by the hand. He delights in every detail of your lives. Psalms 37, 23. I delight in you. I'm so in love with you, my bride. Would you open up your heart? Receive my love fully Would you open up your heart And receive my love fully Healing is yours Salvation I've given to you and I call you my friend. He calls us friends. Come on, receive this this morning. We're in this throne room, guys. And it's full of love. It's full of love. He loves you. Stop trying so hard. Because his acceptance, he accepts you. He loves you. He's called you a friend. You're his son. You're his daughter. Amen? How many can receive that this morning? Amen. Say, I believe. Thank you, Pastor David. Can you guys give it up for the worship team? Man, these guys just kill it every Sunday. Thank you guys so much. Pastor Suzanne, Pastor Felshaw, thank you so much for allowing me, to, giving me the privilege to stand behind this pulpit. It's truly an honor, straight up, for sure. Like, thank you so much. Guys, I, you know, some, a lot of times I'll, I'll get nervous, like, oh my gosh, I gotta preach. You know, and it, you just feel the nerves or whatever, because it's like, you got these people that preach behind this pulpit that are stinking amazing, you know, and, and it's like, I get to preach here too? Oh my gosh. And so, but last night I got excited. Um, especially how quickly this word came. And so it's kind of going to be 
a mixture of things. Like I said, I saw that, what, what I was just sharing with you um, just a second ago as far as the worship. And I feel like the Lord just wants to continue to bring healing, guys. And it's not so much just physical healing, although we need that, but it's the emotional healing. Guys, we've been worried. I know we've been fighting. And we've been chugging along, and it's just some of us are like, oh, my good Lord, and you're just dragging. It's like, but you know what? The Lord wants to get those knees healed. He wants to get that emotional, the, 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 your mindset right, the heart right. He wants to get everything completely healed today. Amen. How many can believe? Say, I believe. Yeah, I believe. Guys, he wants to bring 100% healing to us, not just physically, but mentally and spiritually. Because the enemy has been after us, guys. But man, good Lord, like we, I'm tired of elevating everything that we think the enemy is doing. Guys, our job is to elevate and exalt the Lord and rest in what he's already done. Like I said before, rest is a weapon, guys, to combat the things that the enemy throws at us. Guys, when the enemy throws something at you, sometimes we run around with like a, a chicken with his head cut off, and it's like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do when we freak out? But the Lord is like, dude, rest. Sweetheart, rest. I got you. You're on the side of victory. Come on. Hello? We're on the side of victory here, One City. Amen? Amen. Yes. Okay. Mark chapter 9, verse 14 says this. And when he came to the disciples, he saw a great multitude around them and scribes disputing with them. Immediately, when they saw him, all the people were greatly amazed and running to him, uh, greeted him. And he asked the scribes, what are you discussing with them? Then one of the crowd answered and said, teacher, I brought you my son who has a mute spirit. And wherever it seizes him, it throws him down, and he foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. So I spoke to your disciples that should cast it out, but they couldn't. He answered him and said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you or put up with you? Sounds loving, doesn't it? <laughs> Only Jesus can get away with that, huh? <laughs> and it's loving. It's a loving rebuke. Bring him to me, he says. Then they brought him, brought him to him. They brought the son to him. And when, he, when the son saw him, immediately the spirit convulsed him. And he fell on the ground and wallowed, foaming at the mouth. So he asked his father, how long has this been happening to him? And he said, from childhood. And often he's thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, this is the father asking Jesus, if you could do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said to him, if you can believe, say, I believe. All things are possible to him who believes. Immediately, the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. And when Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, Deaf and dumb spirit, I command you, come out of him and enter him no more. The spirit cried out, convulsed him greatly, and came out of him. And he became as one dead, so that many said, He is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. And when he had come into the house, his disciples asked him privately, why couldn't we cast this out? And so he said to them, this, ca this kind can come out by nothing but prayer 
and fasting. Let's pray real quick. Father, we thank you for your presence. God, I thank you for your word that's going forth. Lord, I thank you, God, from beginning. Lord, you know the end, but you, Lord, right, right now, Father God, we thank you, Lord, you know what you're doing, and we follow the flow of the river today, God, and we believe we're doing that today. I believe I'm doing that, following the flow of your river today, Father. We want to do that as a church, God, and I thank you that you're teaching us how to flow with the river. In Jesus' name, everyone said amen. Amen. I believe there is something for everyone in this scripture, guys, that, that the Lord wants to speak to us about. And I kind of broke these, this scripture up in six different parts that I feel like the Lord wants to kind of highlight uh, uh, this morning. And so the first part was this uh, in verse 17 and 18. Then one of the crowd answered and said, teacher, I brought you my son who has a mute spirit. And whenever, he, whenever it seizes him, he throws him down. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. So I spoke to your disciples that they should cast it out, but they could not. And here's the thing. Everyone, everyone within the sound of my voice, those of you that are watching, guys, we don't forget you at all. We know that God is moving in your home, and we believe that you're being healed. We believe that the presence of God is so just infiltrating your house like never before today. Amen. So listen, all of us come in here with something. Everybody that's watching, you have something going on. All of us are coming in with, Lord, we, we have needs. Uh, we got financial problems. We got family issues. We got stresses. We got um, things that are, we don't know what the future holds, holds for us, God. We're, we're kind of scared, and, and we, don't, we don't know. We're coming with so many needs, Lord. And, and, and the C word, I don't even want to say the C word. I'm so sick of the C word. <laughs> and so, God, what is going to happen? And so a lot of us in here, and those of you that are watching, we have things that are going on, and we come to the Lord like this Father. God, we need something from you. Here's one of the things that I want you guys to realize, and this is what I felt like the Lord wanted to say to us this morning. We have to realize, guys, that the answer, yeah, it's easy. Jesus is the answer. But the answer lives inside of you, and it lives inside of me. Because we say the answer is Jesus, but where does Jesus live? Inside of us, right? A lot of times, guys, we hold the key to the answer to whatever problem that we're facing. I believe that God has so given us the equipment to fight this battle. I want to encourage you guys with that this morning. He has equipped you to fight the battle Whatever, whatever battle that you're facing, he has equipped you and designed you to overcome it and conquer it. And let me go into this next scripture real quick, verse 19. He answered him and said, and here's how I feel like lovingly the Lord is answering us this morning. He says, oh, faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. Some people say that they were talking to the disciples, and some people say he was talking to all of them. I believe God today, right now, this moment, is talking to all of us. He's talking to all of us, because every single one of us in this place, guys, if we could receive fully, the, not just the knowledge, but experience the presence of God and his love, Guys, that right there brings so much freedom to you and to the people that are around you. And guys, how many times, time after time, Sunday after Sunday, Wednesday after Wednesday, service after service, iPod, or iPod, 
podcast after podcast, whatever teachings that you're listening to, guys, we have what it takes to defeat the enemy. You have what it takes to defeat whatever's going on in your life. Here's one of the things I want you guys to consider and think about this because like we saw it this morning. It's like, you know, Jesus is saying like, oh, bring him to me, okay. Bring me your problem, okay. He's got mercy, he's got grace, he's got so much love, you know what I mean? He's just, he's so awesome like that. He's not like, get away from me, get, all right, little kids, come on, stop being so immature. But no, he says, bring them to me. Okay, bring me your problem, bring me your issue. And I'm gonna show you how to get over it. He has so much grace for us, guys. He has so much mercy for us. He didn't, he's not pushing us away. He's completely embracing us even in our time of even in our time of need. Can we remember his goodness? Here's here's one of the things guys that we have to and I'm I'm speaking to myself too. We have to learn how to remember his goodness, his faithfulness. When he got us out of this financial crisis, when he got us out of this marriage crisis, when he got us out of whatever family crisis, when, he's been faithful to us guys. Amen. Can I get an amen? He's been faithful. And so no matter what you're going through, guys, he has been faithful. He is so good. And all you got to do is remind yourself of the faithfulness of God this morning. And guys, that empowers you to overcome. That empowers you to overcome your fear. That empowers you to overcome the depression. Because listen, God has been faithful here. I know he's going to be faithful in this season. Amen? Look at the lilies of the valley and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing, yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for flowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly, everyone say certainly, he will care for me. Why do we have such little faith? Why do we have such little faith? I know this season, guys, has been tough, but, but a lot of us have seen the faithfulness of God. That shouldn't push us, inspire us, and give us the oomph. Everyone say oomph. We need the oomph to get through to this season, and not just get through. We're going to be victorious, and we are victorious, amen? Say, I'm victorious. At some point, we cannot believe, guys, the lies that the enemy, we cannot capture these things and hold on to the lies that the enemy has thrown at us this season, guys. We gotta throw them out and continually to be steadfast in what God says about us and what God says about this church and what God says about our city and what God says about our family, what God says about our marriage. We have to be steadfast on what God says, amen? Not the government. Okay, the government ain't going to save us. Okay, it's not that stuff. It's not the doctors. It's God. Everyone say God. He's my help. He's your help. Verse 20 through 22 says this. Then they brought him to him. And when he saw him, immediately the spirit convulsed him, and he fell on the ground and, and wallowed, foaming at the mouth. I want you to picture that. So they bring the demon-possessed kid to Jesus, and just by the sight of Jesus, the dude starts manifesting. I want to share something. One of the things that I, that I pulled out of that, that 
is, guys, we carry that same authority. That whatever hell throws at us, guys, like it should fear us. We don't need to fear the things that the enemy throws at us. Amen? It should fear us. COVID bows down at the name of Jesus. COVID bows down when we get into the area if there's COVID there. COVID bows down any sickness, any disease, depression. Why? Because Jesus lives inside of us. That happened to Jesus. Dude didn't even get to touch Jesus. The guys just saw Jesus and he starts manifesting. We have, and you have authority, guys. We have more authority than we know. We really do. We really do. But I think that we've had this model that, well, only pastor can do this. Right. Only the pastors or staff people at a church could do this. No, friend. Guys, you have the authority inside of you to do the things that that we're doing too. You have authority to cast out de- demons. You have authority to speak life into your marriages. You have authority to speak life over yourself. Guys, there's times where I have felt sick in the past, pre-COVID or even during COVID, and I'm speaking over myself life, guys. The word of God is my, is my medicine. Like, I mean, I'm not a medicine taker that much anyway. Um, but most of the time, if I'm feeling it, if I'm feeling it, I'm in my word. Why? Because the word is medicine for my body. And out of Proverbs, according to Proverbs, it's health to my bones and health to my flesh. Okay? And so, guys, I want to share that with you because, like, it's, it, like, we have authority, more authority than we know, to cast out devils, to heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, right? We could preach the gospel, and everybody in this city, guys, they need to see the real deal. Authenticity authenticity we need to be authentic we just we can't be just so churchy minded that it's just we turn it on when we come here and turn it off when we leave guys that's not the church that's not the church that's not what god's building that's not what god's coming back he's coming back for a pure and spotless bride that's in love with him He's coming back for a bride, guys, that is taking our city by storm, where we're establishing the kingdom of heaven wherever we go, in our businesses, in our schools, right? Amen? So, guys, this is what makes Christianity fun. I know you've heard me say this before, but Christianity is completely 100% boring if all you do do is have your butts in the pews and you do nothing else. That is just boring. That is boring. But guys, Christianity is not boring. It's supposed to be 100% exciting and thrilling. Guys, we get to raise the dead. Hello. We get to restore marriages. We have the anointing of reconciliation, guys, to, to a lost and dying world. We get to reconcile them to the Father. You carry that. I carry that. Now all we got to do is walk it. Right? We got to walk this out, guys. It's time. Authenticity, guys. We need it. So need it. Same power that Jesus walked in lives inside of us. I think one of the things, and I wrote this down, I think one of the things, too, that we have to realize, guys, is that we are in a war more spiritually than we think. Let me tell you what I mean by that. There is a spiritual realm Because we don't see it, 
We're not aware of the things that are going on around us because maybe we just don't see that there's a, or even believe that there is a spiritual realm. And there is a spiritual realm. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood according to Ephesians, right? Ephesians chapter 6 verse, two, uh, verse 12 says this, For our struggles, not against flesh and blood, uh, contending only with physical opponents, but against the rulers and against the powers and against the world forces of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. There's a spiritual war going on. We live on the side of victory. We do need to realize, guys, how to fight this spiritual war. And that's not through barking at each other and getting mad at people. It is on our knees. It is praying. It is fasting. It is declaring the word of the Lord. There's so much power in our voices, guys. Listen, if Jesus could speak everything that we see into existence and Jesus lives inside of us, don't, can you realize that we can literally speak things into the atmosphere? You can literally speak life to your marriage, life to your children, life inside of your home. I feel like there's depression in my home. Uh, my kids are suicidal. I feel uh, just, uh, I feel shame. I feel whatever. Well, one of the things, watch what we're watching. What are you listening to? Speak to the atmosphere. What are you speaking to? How are you talking to your children? How are you talking to your spouse? How are you talking in your home? We gotta watch our words. Guys, we have that same attribute that God has because he's our father. We have that same attribute to create things with our very words. That's power. How are we using that? Amen? You have more power and authority than you know. It's so good. Thanks, Lord. It's so good. Verse 22 through 26 says this, but if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Immediately, the father of the child cried out and said in tears, Lord, I believe to help my unbelief. Guys, I believe that there is a measure, everyone in here and everyone that's watching, there's a measure of faith that we all carry. There's a measure of faith and we believe, but there's a part of all of us in here where we just, we need to ask God, Lord, help our unbelief. And so God, that's one of our prayers this morning that you would help our unbelief to step out of the boat, to walk in faith, Guys, it's so exciting when we step out of the boat. I mean, could you imagine I step off of this? Well, let's just pretend it's a boat. But, because I, I don't want to levitate. That's not cool. I'm just talking about demonic stuff and it's, yeah. But anyways, you step off the boat and you start walking on water because Jesus said to step out. And he, the dude starts walking on the water. He walked on the water. How exciting is it when we actually step out in faith and you're praying for somebody? And you see the person get healed, or you see the people get saved, or you see the people just get reconciled to the Father. You see their hearts get mended, and, and marriages get restored. And Guys, out of, out of just a place of faithfulness, out of a place of walking in faith, I'm nervous about this step, God, but you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do it anyway. And man, when you see that, 
I mean, it so excites you and pumps you up. You want to keep doing it and doing it and doing it over and over and over and over again. And you try to look for as many opportunities as you can. This is what our city's needing, guys. The city needs us. Not our geographical location. The city needs us to move out and live this lifestyle out there before them. Amen? People don't want to come to church. People want to know the real deal. Okay? People want to know the real deal. They want to know Jesus for reals. Like they're not impressed with the lights. They're not impressed with the great loud music, although those are all awesome. But here's what attracts people, guys, I believe, to the church is when we're authentically loving people with no condition. There's too much of that. We have so much love that's being released by, but con- only by condition. If you show me love first, then I'll show you love. If you forgive me first, then I'll forgive you. That's not love, guys. That's not how Jesus models that. <laughs> and so God, I, the Lord's t- talking to me about this too, guys. I mean, I, I got to live this out too. I'm not preaching something to you that I don't try to live out myself. I'm not perfect. But this is something, guys, that I'm trying to live out as well. This is for all of us. Love of God. People really need to see the love of God. When you really, really, really have a love for somebody, like let's say it's your wife or your your child or your husband or whatever, and it's like, I mean, you'll do whatever it takes. You'll do whatever it takes, and you don't care how foolish it makes you look, right? I know I'll do whatever it takes to, to see my babies healed or, or, you know, making sure that they're taken care of or they're safe, you know? Help our unbelief, God. Verse 26 through 27 says this, And he became as one dead, so that many said, He is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. I believe he's calling us this morning, guys, and I think we just approached, and I think that we need to go further because there's, there's more. But he's wanting to take us up higher this morning where we can see what he sees. At that moment, that kid looked dead to the people, but Jesus knew he was alive, and all he did was pick him up. Right now, I believe that we're, we're seeing something that maybe God's not seeing the way we're seeing. We need to, and I believe God is calling us up higher to see what he sees. Ephesians 2.6 2, 6 says this, For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. Colossians 3.2 says this, Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. He's calling us up. God, I don't know what to do in this situation. Well, he's called us up to see. We're seated with him. The things that are going on in America and the things that are going on all across the world should not freak us out if we can get his vision. It should not freak us out if we can see what what he sees. So I want to challenge you guys, and this is a challenge for me too, that we need to be raised up and we need to take our rightful places seated in the heavenly places with him to begin to see what he sees. 
When we see what he sees, guys, then that's when we can really function the way God's called us to function and start implementing the things that we see him doing. Amen? Verse 28 through 29 says this. I believe this was a teaching moment that Jesus gave. And when he had come into the house, his disciples asked him privately, why could we not cast it out? And so he said to them, this kind come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. The question, why couldn't we cast them out? I believe some of us are trying to win a battle with the wrong equipment. We can't expect to fight a spiritual battle with natural ability. There's a spiritual war going on, guys, and we can't expect to fight it and be victorious by natural ability. It's not going to happen. We have to armor up and begin to war spiritually. And guys, I say that, and some of us probably think, oh, Jesus, and you're pounding on the ground. Let's get the worship going and the drums and the toms. Warfare. Like, there's a place for that. Absolutely. I'm all for it. But guys, there's a place where I believe if we can just rest, and it's like you see the devil doing stuff, and it's like... There's a place of rest where we can uh, like live in, in that victory. I feel like rest is a, is, a, is a part of spiritual warfare. Jesus was asleep in the boat when the storm was going, right? Everybody else was freaking out, but Jesus was asleep. And in our natural thinking, we're thinking, well, dude, wake up. We're about to drown. But we should completely 100% take that teaching, guys, and learn from the Son of God that we can rest even when the waves are crashing in. You can still sleep in peace and comfort. He's got you. Say, he's got me. Nudge your neighbor. Say, he's got you. Pastor Seth, nudge your... I'm just kidding. (laughs) Okay. I believe if there was ever a time we needed prayer and fasting, guys, it's now. Rest, I believe, is a part of spiritual warfare, learning to rest. But I believe also, too, prayer and fasting. Some of the other other versions just say prayer, but I'm like, I don't understand why they took out fasting. Um, But prayer and fasting, guys, is a big key to continuing to walk in victory. And I believe it's a big key in order for us to stay that, have that intimate connection with the Father. How many have ever fasted before? You're not fasting, you may not be fasting now, but you fasted before. And there's that time, guys, where it's one day you get the headache because uh, maybe you're fasting coffee and, you know, you're an addict, addicted coffee drinker like I am, and it's just, you know, yeah, and you feel the pains, you feel the hunger pains, and it's, uh, but man, it comes two days, three days, and it's just like you feel this closeness to the Father, and you feel like your ear is so keen, you're, you're so in tuned with him, like you can hear him when he speaks, and then not only that, there's just something about it where you feel even more empowered to when he speaks, you do it, and you don't waver. Have you felt that before when you were fasting and praying? Guys, this is what we need. This, is some, this should be a routine in our life, fasting and prayer, not once a year. 
This should be something, guys, that we do on a weekly basis, however that looks to you, whether it's coffee, whether it's bread, whether it's meat, whatever. This is what, man, that, that like really fires us up and pumps us up, and it brings us closer to the Father. Because, guys, this is what I, that's what I think the Lord just really wants. I mean, this 100-year of visitation, 100-year, 100 days of visitation, and 100 years, I'm down with that too, um, if I live that long. But, listen, this, it, it's, I, I believe it's, the Lord is calling us to a place to just simply get to know him, just to get to know him. Not how to do ministry, how to do like just like like just the preaching and the and the worshiping and like how do we you know but just to get the simply just to get to know him you know Mary truly did choose the better part I know there's things that need to get done absolutely one hundred percent but there is it's just I think that we need to have our hearts postured in that place like Mary where we can continually 100% at any moment just sit down and talk to the Father and listen to him and let him pour into us. Because when we get too busy and we have that excuse, I'm too busy to spend time with God, well, then you're too busy. God's not gonna change his schedule for you. You gotta change the schedule, Right? I feel like he's just calling us up higher, guys, so we can see what he sees. And he wants to, he's drawing us closer. Say, I believe this morning. I believe. And he's pumped. I feel like he's wanting to pump into us this morning this tenacity, this like resilience. I'm not getting knocked. If if I get knocked down, I'm still getting back up. I'm brushing my my knees off and I'm keep, I'm I'm going. I'm going to continue to go no matter what comes my way. I'm going. Amen? We're going to do something this morning. And I'm about to close here in a second. Um, but I really feel like the Lord, and he's already, he's already started. And like I said, it's so cool how God just speaks. I don't necessarily think I've ever had that happen before um, where I have a sermon and I'm just like wondering if I should have that as the title and then God speaks prophetically through a sister or a brother. Or whatever. I don't think that's ever happened to me before, so that was just like really cool. Um, but I feel like the Lord today wants to pour out a refreshing on us. But we just have to posture our hearts to receive. So what does that look like, Jason? We have to posture our hearts to receive where I'm hungry. It's time to leave. I got things to do. If I, guys, there's no condemnation. If you got things to do, okay. We, all do, we, we get it. It's no, no big deal. Because the same spirit that's in here is walking with you out, out there. Amen? We gotta believe that. We gotta believe that today. He's walking with us out, out there. And so the refreshing could come in your bedroom. The refreshing could come while you're eating dinner. But I truly believe because, guys, we've been working so hard. A lot of us in here have been just struggling. There's been, there's just a, there's a lot of emotions. <laughs> and it's just been a crazy season. And I feel like the Lord just wants us to pour a refreshing over you, like just one of those hot 
miserable Southeast Texas days that are 105, and then you finally get that of water on you. Not ocean water, because that's just as hot. <laughs> but I'm talking about you get in that pool, and it's just like, oh, yes. I feel like that's what the Lord wants to pour out to us this morning. And he already started. I feel like we got about knee deep, you know? And I think it's just time to dive in. Amen? How many are ready to dive in this morning? How many are ready for a refreshing this morning? Amen? Thank you for listening to the One City Church podcast. For more information about our church, visit onecity.church.